From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you are going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Well, welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I have Kyle Wenzel here with me in the Thinking Out Loud studios. We're excited to have you guys back with us this week. We're excited about all the awesome things that we're seeing, the the comments and everything that we're feedback that we're getting. We so appreciate the support. And so today we're going to kind of continue our discussion from last week, kind of on a serious topic. But I want to start off the show by giving you guys a very funny story. And it has to do a little bit with our title of this show. So a few years ago, when the whole term Netflix and chill came out, Hmm? I had no idea what that meant. So (laughs) I just want you to know that I was going around and saying that to people, including my own daughter, who was dating somebody oh. <laughs> who, was, who was dating somebody at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, you, you, yeah you're going to go over there and, you know, Netflix and chill, you know? <laughs> like, I, you know, I just, I, I had no idea. But so, she was mortified. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, so I'm at work and we're just talking, you know, as coworkers. And I said to one of the, I said to one of the women there, I said, oh, you're, I was like, oh, you guys are going to kind of Netflix and chill, huh? Everyone in the room whipped their head around. Like they probably got whiplash from like looking at me because they know I'm a Christian. They know I'm a pastor. They know all that stuff. And so they're like, they're like, Kevin, do you, what? Like, I can't believe you just said that. And I was like, what? Netflix and chill. Like what? They were thinking, do we report this to HR or do we do we explain it to them? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I'm HR. So it's like, oh. what you, oh, yeah. <laughs> so what do you do? You know? And Bye. so, and so they, so I'm, I'm like, I'm like looking at them. They're looking at me and I'm going, what? Netflix and chill. So this guy had no idea that Netflix and chill, the chill part meant something totally different. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't mean chill, Kevin. Right? Yeah. I don't mean chill. I had no idea at the time. And so I have no idea how many conversations I had with people and said that to them. And they were probably like, oh, my goodness, this guy is real. You know, he's just really upfront with everything. <laughs> I, have no, I had no idea. Now, this is a few years ago. I definitely understand what it means now. I will never say that to random women at my job ever again. <laughs> I, will, I will definitely not say that to my daughter um, <laughs> when she's getting ready to leave the house to go to her boyfriend's house. So if, if, you, have, uh, if you have fallen victim to Kevin's Netflix and chill comment in the past, <laughs> we sincerely apologize. <laughs> we are coming on air today to clear the waves. I'm yes. Yes, we are. We are. I'm totally, you know, you know, I'm, 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 I'm good now. I understand all things. So. Oh, <laughs> wow. Well, with that being said, uh, la- last week we talked about hashtag save our children movement. We talked about the pedophilia issue that we've got going on globally, mm-hmm. going on here in our nation as well. And as you can imagine, As we researched about the pedophilia that's going on in our nation, we also came across the new issue uh, with Netflix, cancel Netflix, that movement that's going out now with the premiere of a movie 
entitled Cuties about 11-year-old girls that are seen in sexual acts in the movie, pedophilia acts in the actual movie. And so today, as we talk about Kevin's Netflix and chill issue that he had in the past with the comments, (laughs) uh, now that he knows what the chill version of Netflix and chill means, we are going to talk to you today about Cuties specifically. But the title of this show is Netflix and Children. Because Netflix has went way off the deep end with one of these shows that Kevin is going to get into talking about. We'll give you some background of the show. But basically, it's scary stuff. It's disgusting stuff. Today we have what the movie was about, is about why the movie's still on Netflix, Netflix's response. And we talked about Hollywood actors last week. Today you are going to hear some pretty scary quotes from some directors and some actors as it pertains to the movie cuties netflix as it pertains to the movement of pedophilia in our justice system and in hollywood so kevin would you like to lay the foundation on what netflix and children is going to be about today as far as even cuties goes yeah absolutely so it's everywhere you guys know it's all over the internet, especially uh, social media, a bunch of people are outraged regarding this new show. And if you don't know, uh, Netflix has come out with a show called Cuties. And basically what the show is, and contrary to what the director says, and we could talk about what the director says later on in the show, but this is a show that is putting young girls, uh, we're talking about mm. 11-year-old, 10, 11-year-old girls on display in very provocative clothes. They are provocatively dancing. There is some just very, just some terrible things that are going on in this particular film. And there is, so change.org at the moment that we're recording this, they have somewhere around 640,000 signatures of people who are saying we need to cancel, you know, this, this show needs to be canceled. It needs to be taken off. We need to cancel Netflix, all of these type of things. People are just outraged everywhere in regards to this show. And so in connection with our show last week, and we've kind of for these last three weeks have been talking about human trafficking, child trafficking and things Mm -hmm. like that. And so this show kind of goes along in this series of, bringing awareness to what we're seeing. And really this show is a glorification of pedophilia. That's kind of where we are there. Yep. It's described as lawfully defined as pedophilia. Yeah. Lawfully defined as, as pedophilia. My goodness. And so one of the, uh, one of the parental warnings on this film reads this, this is a parental warning. Now this is something that pops up on the screen. This is why they're saying it's lawfully defined as pedophilia. It says this. During one of the many highly sexualized and erotic dance scenes. I'm going to pause there. These are 11-year-old girls. Mm. So during one of the many highly sexualized and erotic dance scenes that purposefully exploit and objectify numerous scantily clad underage girls... One of the female child dancers lifts up her cropped top to fully display her bare breast. This is lawfully defined Mm. as pedophilia and can be extremely distressing to many viewers. That is a parental warning on the film. So everyone should have, at this point, threw up in your mouth. I mean, this is... There is no words. And I'll tell you right now, this is probably one of the hardest things that I've ever researched. Like, I cannot tell you how many times while I was researching this film, and I didn't watch the film. You don't need to watch a film like this to know that it is just utter trash and should never be put on any platform anywhere. You know, there was a couple clips that were on YouTube and on social media that I saw, you know, just for research of the show purposes. But I am not watching a film with little girls naked. It's just not happening. I'm not watching any film with anybody naked, but I'm certainly not watching a film with 11-year-old naked girls. Mm -mm. 
this, you know, everyone's outraged and maybe not everyone. And because if everyone was, well, maybe they would take it off. But a lot of people are outraged and rightfully so. Netflix has come out and Netflix is basically defending the movie. And it's, it's they're basically saying in a statement to the Daily Caller on Thursday that the film is award winning mm. and a powerful story. That is a social commentary against the sexualization of young children. I, I, and, 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 and something I was going to say later in the show, but I'm just going to say it right now. You can't sexually exploit children. You can't do a film about sexually exploiting children and use children and sexually exploit them. To do the film. Right. How, how do you do that? That's like, that's like saying you want to show people about murder. You bring a real gun to the set, put a real bullet in it, shoot somebody, and kill that person on set and say, well, we just want everyone to see you know, what, what goes out in the streets sometimes. We, we just want people to understand. What Netflix did here is they put a loaded, perverse, mm-hmm. disgusting bullet in a gun and said, Hey, we're going to exploit 11-year-old girls to show people that 11-year-old girls are being exploited. Right. That doesn't even make sense. And so people around, you know, especially in the United States, are just outraged about this. And, you know, again, it is one of the most disturbing things I have ever seen. And I can't believe, even though I know how far we've gotten as society, I totally get it. But I feel like they're ramrodding this down our throats. Yeah. Because you can't tell me that that many people in America thinks that this is okay. Because if they do, we are way worse off than I ever thought we ever was as a country. And I know it's bad. But I believe this is, and we talked about a little bit about this in the last show, but I think this is Hollywood that is intentionally forcing this issue on the world because they want to let the next thing that comes out, they want to normalize the relationship or a relationship between a grown person and a child. Yeah. And I mean, just think about it this way. When you're in trouble, when you get caught, if you thoroughly enjoy what you're doing, you're going to justify what you're doing. Okay. Yep. You're going to try to explain it. You're going to try to justify it. And I think, and this is, I think, this isn't fact. This isn't something that someone said to me. But if there are some Hollywood elites that are caught in this pedophilia ring, because we talked about it last week, that there indeed have been some accusations from actors that have talked about this pedophile ring that's going on within Hollywood. If there are some elites that are in there, the one thing they're going to want to do is normalize what's going on. And you said ramrod it, start Mm -hmm. inundating us, start getting us desensitized to the fact that these are 11 year old girls and to take the shock factor out of it because, and here's why I'm saying what I'm saying with Epstein's infamous assistant in Maxwell, she's awaiting trial and awaiting a testimony in prison. Many celebrities, politicians, entertainment industry elites, I think they're rushing to make pedophilia generally acceptable before they're outed as being patrons of Epstein's notorious island. Before he could get anything out, he was found dead by supposed suicide. And now you've got Maxwell, who was his assistant, who knows everything he knew. And I just don't think it's a coincidence, Kevin, that the second that what seems like the head of pedophilia ring, the second that they're in custody... Now, all of a sudden, we're starting to see this inundation of pedophilia, all of a sudden, this normalization of pedophilia. And to make matters worse, we hinted towards uh, director quotes. We hinted towards actor quotes. I want to read some off real quick just to kind of set this conversation up. Because like we said, we're not going to give you what we think. We're going to give you what we know. And so here's a response to society's anger of this pedophilia inundation from director Rudy Allen, who's been a director of numerous films, Premonition, 
Endangered Species Afterglow, Welcome to L.A., Nightmare Circus. Uh, This was his response. He says this, I'm not going to lie. This is going to be an uphill climb. Now, he's talking about the normalization of pedophilia. He's saying it's going to be an uphill climb. And he further says, but it's absolutely necessary in order to prevent the entire world from seeing us as depraved perverts. Well, actually, I guess we don't mind that so much as we just want the depravity and the perversion to be considered completely valid sexual orientations. I mean, we're pretty much there already. Just have to check off one last box. My goodness. According to Allen, the movement is gaining unprecedented cooperation from across industries and international political positions. From an unnamed prince in a small country off the coast of France to fashion industry modules to famous musicians and actors, the push to make pedophilia mainstream is gaining traction. From a hopeful formal U.S. president who wanted to remain anonymous, the quote is stated, the gay rights movement took 30 to 40 years. The transgender movement really only took about 5 to 10 years. And then he further states, at that rate, we should be able to make this thing happen by the end of the year. And then a quote from Kelvin Smacy, an actor, says, honestly, and this is where, when I say, you know, I I think that they're trying to justify what's going on because they know either the world's going to call them wrong or the world's going to agree. Kelvin Smacy comes out and says this, honestly, the timing couldn't be better. Now, this is an Oscar-winning actor. He says, the timing couldn't be better. If this whole Epstein Island thing had come out before we had fully integrated things like, he's talking about integrating the minds of society. He's talking about integrating Hollywood. Mm-hmm. He says, if the Epstein case wouldn't have, would have opened up before things like transgender children and drag queen story hour, and before they integrated that into mainstream values, he says they'd be totally doomed. Mm. But he's saying nowadays, we've got so many letters crammed into the whole LGBTQETC plus thing. Nobody even notices if we slide a P in there somewhere. Guys, this should be disturbing. These are people who are in ground zero. These are people who are every day creating creative ways to inundate, to integrate, to integrate agendas into our homes. And then... One last quote from Rudy Allen. It says this, I mean, we've got award-winning movies, and you just stated how Cuties was award-winning. We've got award-winning movies and shows featuring minors in sexual situations. We've got drag shows for toddlers. We've got school curriculum developed to get children thinking about exploring their sexuality really early on. We've got clothing lines designed to show off their bodies. We've implemented various strategies to reduce parental influence. Hollywood, I want to stop the quote there for a minute. Hollywood is admitting to implementing various strategies to reduce parental influence. And he goes on to say, and protection over their children and protection. Yeah. This right here answers the question to last show. Why aren't there, why aren't we doing more? Why is there a disconnect? Because we are seeing big money organizations implementing various strategies to reduce parental influence and protection over their children. How? By weakening the family structure and encouraging promiscuity. And he says that's not even mentioning abortion. And this is probably the most powerful statement we can make to you today. Rudy Allen goes on air saying, Once you're okay with casually slaughtering babies by the millions... How is anyone going to take issue with objectifying kids and drop Mike? Mm, mm. He's not wrong in that last statement. His whole way of thinking is wrong. He's a sick individual. There are sick individuals out there. But if you're going to say minutes up to birth, we can slaughter the baby if the parent doesn't want to have the baby. What he's saying is, is then they can brainwash you into thinking, well, if a life of a child isn't even valid in your mind. What is objectifying kids really going to, is that going to offend you? No, of course it's not. And I think that's why we're seeing such an integration of pedophilia because they know they've got America where they need them right now. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And while Kyle was explaining that, I had looked up something really quick because I, I forgot about, so, cause I wanted to talk a little bit about Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. 
but it yeah. made me think about a third person that a lot of people probably forgot about, and that's Roman Polanski. So let's go back, and I'm going to explain who Roman Polanski is here in a second. But let's go back to Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein. So I don't know if you guys saw the Netflix documentary on Jeffrey Epstein, but it is just awful. Yeah. Just the way that he was using and abusing these young girls. And then he was having those young girls recruit other girls and Mm -hmm. how the police department, then the place where he lived did not. I mean, they kind of knew pretty much what was going on there, but they didn't, Mm -hmm. but they didn't do anything about it, you know, because everybody on that little, you know, in that very wealthy area that he lived in, they were protected by the police. And if you, so, so here we have, we have Jeffrey Epstein, who is huge in the Hollywood circles. Mm -hmm. These people are not stupid. They know what Jeffrey Epstein's about. He's got mansions and on islands and presidents are coming and actors and all of these things are coming to his homes. There is no way that you have that much contact with somebody like Jeffrey Epstein and you don't know his lifestyle. He's got pictures and art up that is controversial. He's got all, I mean, it, I don't have art like that in my home. Like, Like the average person do not, does not have crazy art on in, in provocative art on their walls. But yet Hollywood allowed this man until he was caught. They allowed him to function in their circles, go to their parties. They attended his parties. They went to his homes. They were, you know, got things financed. They accepted his money. All of these things, while they kept hush all of the, the atrocities that he was committing, to children. Then you have Harvey Weinstein again in the film industry. This guy is a film producer. You can't tell me that all of these people that were making films and he was producing films for had zero idea that this man was a scumbag. Right. There's no way. And we know just from, you know, historically that women have a hard time coming forward when they are raped or when they have been sexually assaulted in any way Mm -hmm. because of the shame and because no one will believe them, they shrink back and they don't even talk about it. And they figure, well, this is what I have to do to get ahead in Hollywood. We've heard that before. Well, I just, I thought I had to, you know, I, I, you know, I know he's, you know, he's just a, he's just a man, you know, you know how men are. That's not a man. Mm Mm-mm. That's not a man at all. That that is a sick individual who is in desperate need of a shrink and in desperate need of God. Yeah. But if but if he doesn't want to be saved, he's in, at least in a desperate need of a shrink. Now, so you take those two guys, so both in Hollywood circles, both tons of money and was able to do what they did for years. OK, now you take Roman Polanski. And if you don't know who Roman Polanski is. Roman Polanski is also a very well-decorated producer in Hollywood, extremely decorated, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote some, um, some of the movies, uh, Ghost Rider, The Pianist. There are some other ones that he wrote, but that, I'm just giving some, some ones that were like extremely famous. But Roman Polanski, in 1977, he was 43 years old, the film director, right? He was convicted of raping a 13-year-old girl, Samantha. When he was charged with this, he fled the country. And because right now, to this day, if Roman Polanski stepped foot in America, he would be arrested immediately. Yep. Arrested immediately. Now, he's in the circles. He's making all of these films. People are just praising him. Okay. When he wins awards, when he wins awards for his films, he can't be at the award shows. He can't fly in because he's a criminal Mm -hmm. and he would be arrested. So what they have to do is when he wins awards, they have to accept the awards on his behalf. Sometimes they'll have him uh, Skype in or, or however they bring the video feed in. 
and he'll accept the awards, he gets a standing ovation from Hollywood. Look it up. He gets a standing ovation from all of your favorite Hollywood stars. And they know you can look him up, Roman Polanski, look him up right now, and you will see the movies that he's done and the fact that he is literally on the run and has been on the run for all of these years, still making movies, and he's, he raped a 13-year-old girl. But Hollywood doesn't, they're not outraged about that. They're not outraged. Let me ask you this. Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Right? U.S. Yeah. wanted him for how long? Flees the country, and it would be like the same as him donating candy to our children. They wouldn't accept the candy from Pablo Escobar from out of the nation, yet we're accepting films, we're applauding films, we're giving him awards. There's only one reason for it. There's no speculation there. You don't need a blog site. You don't need an article to tell you why it's okay for Hollywood to do that. It's okay for Hollywood to do that because the pedophilia agenda has been and will continue to be okay. Until mm-hmm. they get their, what they want, and you heard it. I'm not, I'm not speculating. You heard it from a well-decorated director. You heard yeah. it from a very well-decorated actor. Mm-hmm. That's what they want. They are integrating it. You hear the statements, we and us and integration. It's an agenda. You don't need to dig any further for that. Yeah, abso- absolutely. And I, I think what we, what we need to I get a talk about is how do we how do we get like what because you know hollywood and if you really think about hollywood is only as good or has as much money as we give them right like we are the ones that make the actors and actresses and all of uh, the athletes and all these people rich by us going to their games if they're an athlete buying their merchandise going to movies that these people promote you know, how do we, how do we get here? And I think we've been slowly desensitized because we talk about cuties, but there was a movie. I was just talking to my wife about it this morning. There's a movie a few years ago called Hound Dog and it featured Dakota Fanning. And at that particular time, Dakota Fanning, I think she was about 13 years old. And there was a rape scene where, you know, Dakota Fanning was being raped by a grown man in this movie. And there was outrage then of why in the world would you have a 13-year-old girl in a movie where she has to undress and she's being raped by a grown man? Fast forward to 2020, because 2020 can't get any worse. Hmm. And we have a celebration. Like, this is, this is a celebration. And when I, the last time I think we looked at Netflix, it was trending at number eight out of the top 10 things on Netflix. You can't tell me that every single person that's watching that is watching that because they're trying to understand what's happening. Any normal person would read a description of that show, maybe watch the trailer, maybe even go that far, and would never turn that on ever again. I'm talking about normal people. Yeah. Folks, this, what's happening right now, and, and so I, what I say is, how do we get here? And I will tell you some of the ways that I feel like that we've gotten here. Some of it is, well, a lot of it is parents. How we train, how we dress our girls. Like, I mean, some of the things that I see girls, young girls in today is unbelievable. I have said to my wife plenty of times when we've been out at the mall or the store or whatever, and I said, where is the dad? Dads, you know more than anybody, because we're men, how visual that men are. Why in the world would you allow your daughter to go out of the house dressed in ways, and I don't have to say anything about specific clothing, because we can get into all kinds of things, you know, and people have their different standards of what they think is appropriate and not appropriate, especially Christians. So I'm not going to get into all of that. But the stuff that I see as a grown man on girls that are 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 years old is unbelievable. And it's sexualizing our young girls in these mm-hmm. film or these, not the film people, but the, the uh, designers 
that make these clothes, <laughs> they're intentionally making clothes to make your little daughter look sexy. Yeah, it was, it, it was in a quote. Literally was in a quote. The clothing yeah. lines. And, and the trends come from Europe. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's a, a coincidence that uh, the director you just brought up fled to, I believe, Europe. Europe, yep. So what I'm trying to say is connect the dots. There's an agenda that's coming globally to America, and it's sickening. Yeah, absolutely. And we got to be careful not to celebrate that. Right. Listen, as parents, we're the biggest fans of our kids. That's unmistakable. However, you got to be selective in what you're going to celebrate, and you got to have a resolve how we're going to parent. I'm a parent, so I don't mind saying that. But in the same way that I'm not going to tell my kids, you know, I'm not going to say, hey, it's not okay to yell. I'm not going to celebrate when they yell at each other. Well, in the same way that we, we find this cutie show offensive, well, then let's try not to let our daughters walk out wearing flosses and crop tops. And I mean, we don't, like you said, we don't have to get into specifics, but we can't be mad at a film company for doing what we allow our kids to do on a daily basis on TikTok or in That's the right. school systems. And That's we right. think it's cute and we think it's funny because they're in the protection of the home or they're in the protection of the school. Well, you heard it best from the director. They're doing whatever they can to take the protection and take the parental guidance away from us as parents. And I think one of the best ways to fight back is having that standard and allowing our kids to know that that will not be tolerated. It will not be accepted. And we're going to have to just be examples of that. Yeah, 100%. And mom, stop living through your daughters. Like, that's a, sometimes that's an issue of, you like, well, I couldn't do that when I was a kid. I couldn't look like that when I was a kid. So you dress your kids in stuff that maybe you couldn't wear as a kid and you put it under the guise of cute or, you know, or whatever the case may be. But anytime you, your daughter walks out of the house and she doesn't, and she looks more than 10 years old and she's dressing in things that are super tight or revealing a bunch of skin. And we can talk and listen, does this warrant men doing anything to our daughters? Absolutely not. Heck no. Nothing that your child wears or doesn't wear should warrant any man to come and do anything to your child. Or look at your child in any way other than looking at them as a child. But what I am telling you is we live in a world, unfortunately, that is not good. And anytime you send your daughter out of the house looking, you know, quote unquote, well, I'll say this, not the way they should look. You're going to now entice something that's in the heart of some of these men, women, whoever they are, and put your kids in danger. And none of us should be doing that as parents. It's a mindset, too. It's not just for the, the eyes that are looking at the children. It's for the mindset of the children. Why right. are they wearing what they're wearing? Why do they want to show off what they're showing off? Yes. And we're training them by more than just words. Yes. By allowing them to wear certain clothing, allowing them to be a part of certain social media things, allowing them to do certain things on platforms like TikTok. That's only going to fuel, fuel an interest of sexuality that they're going to naturally have. As parents, I firmly believe it is our job to help them navigate that. That is one of the reasons that parents are supposed to be parents and not best friends. Because a best friend isn't going to give you the best advice. A best friend is going to give you the advice that you want to hear. Parents going to help you navigate your sexuality. They're going to help you navigate these new emotions, these new feelings, these new desires. Or a parent should at least help you do that. But if we're going to back the navigation by scantless behavior and we're going to celebrate that, then all we're doing is we are supporting that behavior and telling them that that's okay, even if we're verbally not saying it's okay. And I think that that's what's making it so easy for organizations like Hollywood to begin to integrate those ways of thinking into movies. And we're seeing places like Netflix say, okay, we're sorry. We're going to change the description to cuties, but we're not going to take cuties off air. Mm. My question is, why is an apology acceptable in this case? It should never be acceptable. Right. Well, it's acceptable because we've got a bunch of parents that have already been allowing their children to do exactly what we're seeing on that movie. Right. 100%. Just as many people as, as that don't support it, they're going to support. They're going to say there's no big deal. You right. know what I'm saying? And, and we're getting that. We're 
half, you got half and half that are saying that needs to be taken off, and the other half saying, I watched it. I watched it. It's, it's girls dancing. It's them exploring their sexuality. They're trying to figure out who they are, what they are, how they love. And it's a scary place to be when we've got to navigate that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we can't preach and teach and direct our children to purity and then send them out looking like a sex symbol. Like it no. just doesn't, you're confused a child. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that what you're saying is one thing, but their lifestyle is a totally different thing. So if you're saying one thing at home, but then you're sending them out or allowing them to go out, you know, dressed mm-hmm. in some crazy way, that's double speed. And I think another area, Kyle, where I look at it and say, you know, the, this is why some of this stuff is happening is the music that we allow our kids to listen to, right? So we, mm-hmm. we got girls out here and guys, but especially the girls, they're listening to Beyonce and Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and all these, all these people who like, li- like, listen, I'm, okay, so I'm, I'm about to say something, okay? So, and I'm, listen, I'm not that old. But when back when I was in high school and yes, did they still have some of the crazy songs, very sexual songs, stuff like that? Absolutely. But if you listen to oldies or you listen to some of kind of the old R&B, it's real love songs. It's not songs just about sex and nasty lust filled songs. It's, It's nothing like that. But now. You almost cannot sell an album as a woman if you don't pretty much put on a, a porn show, a softcore porn show in front of America, like Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, and Megan Thee Stallion, and all of these other people that's out there, right? Mm-hmm. That's, and, and this is what's happening. We allow our girls to listen to Beyonce. We allow them to idolize her. We allow them to go to the Cardi B concerts and, you know, we're, you know, we're going around and, and just letting them mimic Cardi B and all these other people. You know, my daughter came home, my little daughter, she's 12. She came home last year and she started saying, Oh, I said, (laughs) I said, listen, you did that very good. Kevin, where did you shush? I said, where did you get that from? Because I wanted to make sure that she herself wasn't somehow getting past filters or something and, and watching something on her own. She said, oh, no, 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 it's just a girl at my school that does that. And so I just had to sit her down and say, listen, like, I understand it just seem, it seems very normal and it's funny and whatever. I said, but the person that that represents of what you're saying is a disgusting person. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't want you going around doing that and people think that that's the kind of music you listen to and that's the kind of you know you know the things that you're into or that we allow that as your parent because then they're going to think oh you're fair game because you're sitting listening to cardi b you know what's up my children are not listening to cardi b and we would never do anything like that so music is super important and i know people are like well but it's on radio disney and they take out all the swearing or it's on kids bop and whatever the case may be here's the problem they can be on kids bop they can be on radio disney but when your kid downloads it on their phone it's not on radio disney and just because it's on kids bop doesn't mean anything come the on the lyrics are still the lyrics doesn't matter the mood doesn't matter the melody the lyrics are everything lyrics are and One thing I appreciate about the hip hop culture is, Kevin, you talked about some old school little (laughs) na na na, but little (laughs) little master trouble, man. Yeah. Um. uh, No, I'm just kidding. So, one thing I do appreciate about hip hop is, especially in the era before what we're seeing now, these those artists took it serious. You've got guys like Ice Cube. That have yeah. no problem. He's never had a problem saying what he thinks about the music that he's known to grow and love. Yeah. Um, grown to know and love. So he's come out and spoken out against Cardi B, spoken out against Megan the Stallions. And he'll he'll he flat out say they're trash. And I'm not saying that on air. Right. But he'll say their music is trash. They're teaching young girls to yada yada yada. And and he'll say things like they should not kids should not be listening to them. Now he was one of the guys, I'm sure that our parents would have told us not to listen to. 
Right. But what I do appreciate and what you're seeing in the music world that you're not seeing in Hollywood are people that are coming out and saying, look, I don't, I don't condone that. I condone truth. And sometimes truth is hard for people to hear. So they don't like what I have to say. But what these hip hop women are doing to the, the women culture that are listening is unfair. It's uncalled for. It's not okay. And I, I do appreciate the famous people that are going to come out and say, I'll, I'll risk my fans for this. I'll risk yeah. my fan base for this. That's not okay. Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. As we see in the film industry, you know, it's the same thing has to happen in the music industry in the sense that mm. we see in the film industry that they're protecting their own. You got people like Harvey Weinstein and Jeffrey Epstein that can just do whatever they want and Hollywood protects them. Well, it comes for the same thing for the music industry. Why would you protect people who are doing things that you know is influencing young women and really it's it's making women such a sex object that when men look at women in their brain because we have made women such an object in their brain that's all they're seeing women as so when they go rape a woman they're just thinking this is this is just an object that I'm I'm doing something to right they're not looking at them as a somebody that is a valued life and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that in just a little bit but i have i have so one thing i want to tell you guys about is me and my daughter my youngest daughter we went to a daddy daughter dance so i mean you guys know daddy daughter dances they have them in all the schools Mm -hmm. and this was i want to say three ish years ago something like that um three or four years ago uh she was probably nine or ten And so we're, you know, we're in there, we're having fun, lights down, lights going, you know, the disco ball, all this stuff is happening. And the DJ is up there and he's playing some, you know, some good songs, you know, he's playing some of the fun stuff, you know, and uh, he's doing a cha-cha slide. He's doing, you know, they might have did Old Town Road, you know, just whatever. Okay. So I'm, I'm there dancing with my daughter, having fun. All these other dads are there too. All of a sudden, the DJ turns on That's What I Like by Bruno Mars. And I literally, now mind you, I didn't even know that song. So that particular day, I didn't even know. I, I had heard about Bruno Mars. I didn't really had listened to his music or anything like that. I mean, I really do realize now that he's like a modern day Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, artistically, the dude is brilliant, you know, but unfortunately, like so many other artists, he uses his songs in you know, the wrong way. But so I'm here dancing with my daughter. All of a sudden, the song, That's What I Like, comes on. And I'm, I, you know, at first the music, I was like, oh, this music is sweet. And then they got to the part where they said, sex by the fire at night. And I looked at my daughter and I said, I'm not dancing with you. I was like, you're, like I'm not about to dance with you as your dad on this dance floor to this song talking about sex by the fire right so i literally stepped back and i said listen if you you know you want to go out there you dance with your friends be silly you can do that but me and you are not getting ready to dance to a song about sex and in it in it in it went to and, I, and as a dad as i'm standing there on the sideline i'm going why in the world would a dj at a school that's having a father daughter dance for 10 year old girls nine and 10 year old girls why in the world would you why would that be in your mix Mm. out of all of the songs out there tons of songs out there you're gonna pick some sexually provocative song which there were other songs that he played that night as well that was worse than that song and i'm thinking to myself like as a dad like what are we doing and I heard some other dads going, they were watching their daughters and they were going, she better not know that song. She better not know that song. And I'm thinking, well, she knows it now because our DJ is playing it. So it's things like that, that is, 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 it's, it's, we've, we are allowing these type of things. No one in the school that night, the principal didn't come in and say, oh, we got to cut that. You can't do that. No one did that. Yeah. And that's. I kind of want to interject because as a parent, I know, I know what some of you are thinking right now. Here we go. Another, both these guys are ministers. They're talking about the role of a parent and they're talking about 
things like music and things like movies and watch what your kids watch, watch what your kids listen to. Listen, it, it may sound cliche, but it is so, I mean, that's, it's the gist of it is they're going to get a, a message while they're yeah. in school. They're going to get a message while they're online. They're going to get a message while they're at their friends and they're out in public. They need to come home to a different message. Sure. They need to come home every day. The message that your house preach preaches, it's not always going to look perfect, but it needs to preach the same message to your kids because they are going to need to be reminded every day. Mm-hmm. And if we're not going to be intentional with our kids, then we are going to miss that. And what I say by intentional, and, and I'm speaking to you as a parent, be interested in what your kids are interested in. That's right. You can't make them another you, and you can't, you, you're not going to be able to duplicate who you are, nor should you want to, but the standards of your home and the way that you're living should point them in a better direction than what you have lived. And so you need to be interested in what they're interested in and help them navigate through that. We're not talking about having a dictatorship. We're not talking about forcing them to do certain things that you just want them to do. We're talking about having a moral compass in your home and not deviating from that in your home. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is every day to find that interest in your son or daughter, find out what they're interested in and get involved in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and going back to the cuties movie, I just, man, when I even look at something like that, because you got to think, you got to take it all the way back to the production. You got to take it back to all the calls that had to be made to parents, mm-hmm. the casting calls, all of these yeah. things. Like, oh, yeah, we have to go all the way back. And my question is, where are the parents of these 11 year old girls that were in this in this movie? Counting their money. Come on. I, Counting their money. What, what, where are the what? parents of the Michael Jackson victim? Counting their money. Right. What dad is going to let his daughter go on Netflix where millions of people are going to watch his daughter take off her top at 11 years old? I mean, who it I, literally it makes me and which is hard to do speechless. I, I don't even know what to say. Like you, you intentionally on purpose said that you saw the script. You know exactly what's going to happen. And you said, I'm going to sign off on that. Mm-hmm. Who's filming these girls? So, because I was just sitting, as I was doing the research, and they were saying, well, you know, it's not sexual exploitation of, of girls. Like, we're trying to bring awareness. And like I said earlier, you sexually exploited girls to bring awareness to sexual exploitation of girls. Let that sink in for a minute. That doesn't even make sense. So my thing is, if they weren't sexually exploited, who's filming the girls? You mean to tell me that every single one of the people that's in you on that staff, that the, the production crew was all women that were just looking at another woman or another girl with the same body parts? You mean to tell me that when these girls were half naked and provocatively dancing and pulling their underwear off, that that were, that were just all women there filming them? And I'll tell you, it wasn't. What about the people who edited the film? Mm-hmm. Because you just, you're, cause you're saying things like, well, we didn't ex- sexually exploit them. We, we didn't let strange men look at them naked and do it. What, 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 do you, what do you mean? Because when I look at the producers of this show, I look at the cast. I, look, I looked it up. You look it up yourself on IMBD. Mm-hmm. You look at the film editing. It says film editing by the first person on there is a man. Stefan, Stefan, I don't even know how to say his name, but it's a man because I looked it up. I researched who he was. It's a man. The production management team is Thomas and two Olivers. You know, the, the, the sound department has a Damien, a Vincent, a Nicholas, a Felipe. Like, I mean, come on. Like, it, there comes a point when you can say that we were just trying to bring awareness. No, you weren't trying to bring awareness. You were sexually exploiting girls. And I would say Netflix is complicit in child trafficking because of the type of things that they're producing. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, you you hear about guys and even women, but you hear about guys who you'll you'll see an article of a man arrested for thirteen files of child pornography in possession of thirteen files of child. How is this not child pornography? And how right. is this not considered having files of child pornography? And how is the director, the owner, the CEO of Netflix not facing any kind of charge, facing any kind of indictment for allowing this? How is a simple, hey, we're sorry, we put the parental warnings wrong, we, we're going to edit it for you. How is that even acceptable? It goes mm. back to that. And uh, as long as we as a society, a larger portion of us say that's acceptable, it will remain acceptable because that is what is wanted. That is what is desired. And flat out, I'm not going to beat around the bush. That's child pornography. That's right. Child, if you can set your eyes on something like that and you don't feel weird, you don't feel wrong, you don't feel disgusted, you got to check yourself. Yeah. You have to. I mean, that is a serious red flag as a man and as a woman for you to sit down and to watch something like that and not be bothered by it. That's right. And I'm just going to say that out there as a dad, as a minister, as a human being, those are children. And if we have people that are able to sit down and watch that, we have a problem on our hands. That's right. And uh, it's pedophilia. That's the problem. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So I have a question, Kyle, and I'm going to say this with my outside voice. And I, I've, I've thought about this for a long time because there are many things that have happened in our society over the past few years or so where people will boycott things based on certain things that happen. So mm-hmm. back, back mm-hmm. with Target, when Target came out and said that they were going to have gender neutral bathrooms and that they were going to you know, take the signs down from over the boys' toys and the girls' toys, and it was just going to be toys because they, you know, they wanted to make sure that, you know, they weren't putting a difference between boys' and girls' toys, that, you know, they can both play with whatever toys they want, okay? Now, when, when you think about something like that, there were a lot of people who were like, I'm never going back to Target again, I'm boycotting Target, I'm done with Target, whatever the case may be. Now, I didn't jump on that bandwagon because I know that the world is the world and the world's going to always do what the world does, but we do have to be lights. But by the same token, now we have this film on Netflix and a bunch of people that I know are canceling Netflix. They're saying, hey, I'm, you know, until they take this show off, I'm not going to have Netflix. This brings up a question about selective activism is what I call it. Selective activism. Should we as Christians If there is something that defies our sensibilities, and I'm not talking about personal convictions. If you have a personal conviction and you feel like you need to do something, whether it be boycott something, turn something off, not do something, don't go to a certain store, whatever the case may be, then don't do it. Because the Bible says whatever you can't do uh, in faith is the same. So don't, don't do that. Okay. But as a broad, as more of a broader topic, should we as Christians, boycott things because here here's my thing if you're going to boycott you're going to cancel netflix here's the problem pinterest has porn on it youtube has porn on it reddit has porn on it are you going to boycott pinterest youtube reddit some of these other platforms i mean i i i don't know i mean the internet itself has porn on it i mean are you going to not have the internet i mean where, where does it end? And I'm not saying you're wrong, and I am totally open to anything. But my question, Kyle, is, as Christians, what do we do? Do, do we cancel Netflix? Do we not? Again, I, yeah, I think that's what you do with Netflix in general is, is going to be your personal conviction. I don't think that we need to. So if I want to cancel Netflix, I don't think that I should be out there saying everybody needs to cancel Netflix. That's right. just not the case. Uh, First and foremost, we don't watch that movie. That type of movie, our inaction doesn't, in my opinion, need to be canceling Netflix. Our inaction needs to be not watching that movie and movies like that. Because just like us, we see what shows did well with our audience, right? Sure. Uh, How many downloads per each show. So if a movie like Cuties comes out and the ratings and the the viewership is way under even an average viewership, Mm -hmm. we're telling them, 
hey, I ain't into that. And that ain't, right. I don't support that. And I'm not watching that. We don't necessarily have to go on this complete cancel Netflix move. I'm not saying that you're wrong for doing that. I just think that we can exhaust our efforts doing something way more effective than canceling Netflix over that movie. And so, yeah, if you want to cancel Netflix, go ahead. But like you said, and this has always been my beef, is if we're going to do it, don't be selective. Right. Stand on all the platforms then that are going to do that. I, I say it about LeBron James with mm-hmm. his political moves in the NBA. Okay, man, then shred the check from China where your shops are making the shoes and the clothing lines where kids are being trafficked for child labor. And it's right. known. It's not, that's not an assumption. Right. Uh, don't sign the million-dollar deal with that company. And when you put equality on the back of your jersey, make sure you're standing up for the children too. That's always been my stance. Yes. Now, I'm, I'm, but on the same token with LeBron, I'm super grateful. The man has done a lot in the communities that he's grown up in. He's done a lot for inner city kids. So I'm not saying that it's wrong to do certain things. I'm just saying if you're going to cancel Netflix, the same, same thing I would tell LeBron is, hey, if you're going to take a stand, educate yourself around the whole issue of the stand not just the one circumstance. And if you are going to go against Netflix and you want to cancel it, educate yourself on things like Reddit, YouTube, Pinterest, Instagram, TikTok. Educate yourself on all of the platforms and make sure the movement you're doing isn't just going to affect Netflix, but it's going to affect all the producers across all the platforms that are wrapped up in the same pedophilia act. That's all I'm saying. So... If you want to cancel Netflix, go ahead, but make mm-hmm. sure you're doing it where it's going to affect the entire stream, not just Netflix. Yeah. Like you have to understand that when you look at it from the back end, if you're a person who says, I'm going to cancel Netflix, but then you'll tune into the Grammys with all of those artists <laughs> that are doing the exact same things that these girls are doing in this movie, or you'll say, I'm going to cancel Netflix, but you watch the halftime show at the Super Bowl. I'm going to cancel Netflix, but I don't want to cancel MTV. Like, I'm not outraged about MTV. Let's take it a step further. If, say, I cancel Netflix, I'm a huge NFL fan. So I'm going to go ahead and support athletes have, that have been known to be murderers, that have been known to be women abusers, that have been known to be gun and drug smugglers. I mean, it's all there. They're making millions of dollars. The NFL doesn't even bat an eye at it. I watch it, but I'm going to go ahead and cancel Netflix because I don't agree with the movie they put out. So there's mm-hmm. got to be like, I'm just what I'm saying as a society, we've just got to be better. We've yeah. got to be better in our convictions. We can't be selective because places like Hollywood take advantage of that selectiveness. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're going to cancel Netflix. That's fine. You're still going to watch the Grammys. We're still going to put out stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And so again, that again, sounds like a cliche answer, you know, but it's the truth. It is the truth. We are very selective in what really hurts us to the core. And we've just got to do better at saying, no, that goes against my moral compass. I'm not going to do it. Right. Right. hundred percent. And, you know, I, you know, it all comes back down and we always want to, you bring these things back to scripture because, you know, we are Christians Mm -hmm. and, you know, and what, you know, we say, what do we do about these things? Right. We see all these shows, we see all the stuff that's happening. Guys, it starts in the home. It doesn't start on Netflix, on a show on Netflix. It doesn't start with canceling your YouTube or whatever. It doesn't. It doesn't start with that. It starts in the home. Mm -hmm. If your home is conducive to what the Bible says, the Bible says in in Proverbs 22 and 6, and it's one of my favorite scriptures, and this is actually the King James Version. Um, It was actually plain enough for me to read that version. We We also have, usually I read the NIV, but this is King James Version. It says, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. I love that scripture because it gives me the license as a parent to train or to rear my child the way he should, he or she should go. Not the way they want them themselves to go. Not the way Hollywood wants us to go. Not the way, you know, the people down the street, the Joneses down the street. I don't have to keep up with them. Mm -hmm. But the Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go. Mm -hmm. And the Bible has given us clear instruction on how we should train our children, what we should stay away with from. The Bible says that there should not even be a hint of sexual immorality. 
Right. Well, if if your if your daughter's going out of the house looking quote unquote sexy, that's a hint of sexuality. I'm just saying. I'm not. Hey, not my Bible. Don't you know? Don't write me and tell me I'm crazy. You know it, but this is the word of God, and and there's a reason why God says the things that He says because He knows if we get outside of what He, it started with marriage. We start, you know, it started with marriage. We got into a place where we said, you know what, eh, you know, what about what about gay marriage, right? We said, you know what, let's let's let that slide, you know. So that was the first perversion. Then we said, and don't get me wrong. Do we need to do better as Christians about the gay marriage debate and all that? Yes, we do. And at some point, we'll talk about that on this show, because I don't think that we have done a good job as Christians engaging the gay community. Mm. Not even close, right? But we started off with that. Then it became, well, I don't even know if I'm a man or a woman. I just feel like that, I, you know, today, I, I just don't feel like I'm a woman, you know, so I, I'm going to get this change. And we said, okay, well, that's good. Now we're saying that's not good enough. And now we're saying, you know what? I, I don't know. I'm, I, you know, I tried a woman. I'm a man. I tried to be with a woman, but you know, that's not, you know. then I'm, I'm going to try to be with a, a man because, you know, I feel like maybe that's my thing. Now we're like, you know what? I've been with a man and a woman. Well, maybe a child will do it. Hmm. I mean, guys, you have to understand that once you start perversion, there is no end because what it is, it's perverted lust. Lust is will never be satisfied so you you're worship you're worshiping creation instead of the creator right this is why we should never put our women or or put our women on a pedestal and sexualize our women as we have in society because what we're doing is what we're saying it's a pair of legs we're saying it's a behind we're saying it's a chest we're not saying it's a person and now that those legs are little and that chest is smaller, we are now saying, well, it's still a chest. It's still the legs. Why? Because we have made the physical an idol. Mm-hmm. And now, because it's, a, it's just on a smaller body, we, we feel like, well, that, that's okay too. Mm-hmm. We have slid so far from normal that we don't even understand what normal is anymore. And now when we're abnormal, everybody's mad when we try to bring things back to normal. And so, so you listen, guys, we must. And if you're a guy or a gal out there right now and you are dealing with enticement or some type of a sexual proclivity towards children, I am telling you on this podcast today, please. Get help. Mm-hmm. It's not normal. I know it feels normal, right? Because the Bible says that we, we were literally born in sin and shaped in iniquity, okay? Solomon said there's nothing new under the sun. So none of this stuff that we're talking about today is new. It's just that it's becoming more prevalent and people are getting more bold with acknowledging that they have these issues. So don't don't sit and think like, oh well, you know what? I you know, I just don't want to tell anybody. I, I'm just so embarrassed. Listen, listen, that's what counselors are for. Mm-hmm. That's what counselors are for. Because they don't they're not attached to you. They're not your family members. They're not your pastor. They're not your anybody tied to you. You go to them and you let it out. But if you're dealing with that, go get help because obviously if there's a market for it there are people out there that's dealing with it and i'm Mm -hmm. telling you that it's i don't care how natural it feels to you everything wrong feels natural because we were born in sin so it's going to feel natural that's just because it feels natural doesn't mean it's right right (laughs) i listen i it might feel natural if 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 kyle came if, if kyle was at my house and kyle said something that made me mad it might feel natural for me to sock him in the face (laughs) but that doesn't mean that i should again don't believe or do every single thing that comes to your mind you know you're a fallen person and if you see that you have proclivities towards these things you got to do something but anyways going back to train up a child in the way he should go so we need to train our our kids and i will say to the children's pastors out there i think you're gonna have to be a little bit more vigilant now yeah because the children's pastors, you guys think 
you know, and because right, you know, usually, man, you can bring some really cool lessons to the kids, right? Little kids, right? You think, I, man, I don't have to do a ton of, we're not going to get deep in theology. We're not going to get deep into what's going on in the world right now or anything like that. And we're just going to, we're going to talk about the goodness of God and all these things. And that's great. But I'm going to tell you that children's pastors, I admonish you to begin to do your research. Because the children that we said are being exploited are in your children's ministry. The parents, they're allowing their kids and dressing their kids a certain way, they're in your children's ministry. So you may have to start strategically talking about certain things to help what parents are teaching their kids at home to reinforce what's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So now do you guys understand, those of you that think that abortion should be legal, now do you understand why Christians put such a high value on life and how that baby that's in the womb is actually a real baby. And that this is why, because when you start devaluing life, you devalue it to a point. Cause if you devalue it in the womb, you're going to devalue it when it comes out of the womb. Right. And you're seeing it right in our face, right? It starts with saying that, that, you know what? It's just a blob. It's just a, it's a bunch of tissue. It's just, a, it's, there's nothing in there. Go ahead and kill the baby. Now, when the baby's outside, because if you have that mindset, now the value of that baby is no different inside the womb than it is outside the womb. Mm-hmm. Now it's just an object for your pleasure <laughs> because there was no value to it in the first place. This is why Christians say that it is extremely dangerous to devalue children in the womb. And we're not saying by any stretch of the imagination or trying to condemn people who has already had abortions. There is redeeming power for that. God is a redeemer. That's what he's great at. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to worry about that. What I am telling you is, this is why as Christians, we talk about the value of life because you cannot value a life outside the womb if you don't value the life inside the womb. And this is what happens when you don't value life. Yep. So, it just behooves us as Christians and non-Christians alike, because we have all kinds of people who listen to this show, and we love you, and we appreciate it. But I'm all, we're going to always tell you the truth, and we need to value life, and that's, mm-hmm. that's so, so important. And so I know these shows, the last couple of weeks have been pretty heavy, because we've been talking about some stuff that uh, it's, just, it's just heavy in nature. But this is where we are in our society right now, and we're, this is our legacy. Like, so whatever we're doing right now, this is what's going to be written in the history books. And I will, I promise you, I don't want my legacy to be that I supported anything close to any of this stuff that I'm seeing right now. Right. So as usual, we appreciate you guys and, you know, for listening to us and we're excited about some of the things that we're seeing and uh, we're going to continue to bring you some great content. Kyle, can you tell everyone where they can find us? Yeah, of course. You can find us on any social media platform. We've got Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Twitter, at Thinking Out Loud Podcast. We've got Facebook, Thinking Out Loud Podcast, and Instagram, Thinking underscore Out Loud Podcast. And then we also have a website, thinkingoutloudmedia.com. You can find our resources. You can find our, our shows, our episodes on there as well. You can pretty much reach us anywhere. Make sure you comment on our posts, comment on our Facebook live videos that we do have out there. We love having conversation with our audience. We love learning more about our audience. We love learning more about what you want to learn more about as well. So stay active with us as we stay active with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks guys for listening this week. We'll be back with you next week. And until then, we love you guys and have a great week.